Two Truths and a Lie, the series that looks at real-life issues and picks apart what's true and what's not. Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up podcast, where we cut through the chase and talk about real things that can impact and upgrade our everyday lives. Firstly, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to those of you that have reached out and told me how much you're enjoying and benefiting from this series. It means so much to me because sometimes when you're recording a podcast, it feels like you're talking to yourself. So when I hear from those of you that are reaching out just to let me know how much you're enjoying, it means so much to me. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you, Rachel Tapman. We're very excited to have you here on the Power Up podcast. Rachel is a licensed mental health counsellor who is just a wealth of information, but I'm going to let Rachel introduce herself to you. Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you for having me. My name is Rachel Tuckman. I'm a licensed mental health counsellor working in the five towns in New York, um, and I work with kids teens and adults. Um, I am a haze aligned therapist, which means I am health at every size aligned, which means that I work with parents and kids to teach them about the behaviors and the mindsets that honor health, independent of focusing on weight or changing our bodies. Um, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So one of the things I've noticed, um, you posted on Instagram, that's how we, uh, on Instagram, that's how we connected. And I've noticed, you you know, you speak about obviously mental health um, in for adults, but as you said, you work with children as well. What I want to look at is I want to look at, you know, mental health and social media. As we, we, we all know, social media is here, right? It's not a question of do we or don't we. Social media is here. It's here for us. It's here for our kids as well. Where, where would you start from if, you know, if I was a new parent telling you, you know, I have a child and I want to know what to do with, with, with regards to social media for my child, what would you tell me? So I want to start with just kind of like putting this out there that I think that social media can be a wonderful tool, right? So we're not here to like bash it or say like nobody should use it. It connects people. It shares important information. Can organize events. We can, you know, um, kind of garner activism. It's it's a wonderful tool. We can share information about mental health, right? It's a really important thing. So I'm not here to bash it or say that it's something that we should never use, but it just like anything in this world that can be fantastic. There's also the potential for it to be really terrible. So I think that we need to kind of like put that out there first. Um, we know from recent news that um, we found that social media, especially for young kids, can be really impactful in a negative way on their mental health. Um, and we know that that particularly for girls, there is an intense um, unhappiness that comes from social media use, meaning they have higher rates of body dissatisfaction. They feel you know, more negative moods. They have um, increased rates of depression and anxiety after using social media. And, and there was one study that came out that showed that just after using Instagram or Facebook for seven minutes, right, um, girls ended up feeling really bad about themselves. So they don't even have to be on. People think like, oh, scrolling for hours and hours, of course you're unhappy. 
But this study showed that it was actually only seven minutes of being online that these girls did not feel good about themselves. Um, so I think for parents, we really want to be mindful of what is out there, right? So I would say for you as a parent, like get on social media if you're not. Get on social media and see what it's all about. Look at TikTok, look at Snapchat, look at Instagram, see what's there so that you can have conversations with your kids about what's out there and like teaching them to be responsible um, social media users, you know? Um, and then also kind of like helping them to be very discerning also about who they follow and what they're doing. So I think for us as parents, we need to know that social media can be great. So social media on its own is not bad. It's how we use it that determines whether or not it's good for us. And that's a message that you want to give to your kids. Um, and it's a message that, by the way, we as adults should be internalizing, right? If we want to be the model for them of how to use social media responsibly, we need to internalize a lot of these things ourselves. You're 100% right. You know, we connected over, over social media. I know for myself that there's so many accounts that I follow that can have an incredible impact um, as our as our kids get older and they have much more of independence on social media and let's be honest it's it's you know younger and younger kids are on social media on their own what would you say are one or two of the tools that we as parents want to teach them want to give them so they can use social media in a way that helps them and doesn't harm them so I think that it's important for us to ask our kids to um, kind of be in the habit of like questioning what they're looking at, right? And questioning what the message is of what they're looking at. So we know from the whistleblower um, report that we've seen that Facebook, the algorithm works in a way that it pushes headlines and um, posts that are going to incite anger, right? That that's the reaction they want from us. They see that people who are highly emotional with negative emotions tend to stay online longer, right? Like we look for things that make us angry. And so Facebook is purposely pushing a lot of that misinformation and, and you know, um, kind of in, like sensationalist um, headlines. So we want to teach our kids to be aware of that. When you're following a page, like- right. What are they trying to tell you here? What are they trying to get you to feel? What are they trying to get you to believe about yourself, right? Also, I guess even asking our kids, like, what is the overall, I guess, kind of trends of the pages that you're following? Are they people that are appearance-based only? Like they're constantly focusing on how they look and what they have and materialistic stuff? Or is there also like some feel-good stuff? Um, like you want more diversity of content. And I think that's important. Like have your kids follow mental health pages or do good pages or good news pages, um, things like, or like, you know, like household hacks, like just interesting stuff. You really want to help them learn to kind of like diversify their feed to make it a place of like learning and growth rather than this trigger for like poor body image or bad mood. Um, and again, that happens through open conversation. And by the way, your own example, like who are you following mom or dad? You know, how are you engaging? Are you only looking at like the headlines on a website and then like ranting and raving about it at home? They're hearing that and they're listening to you. You know, are you getting that link in the WhatsApp chat and you're clicking on it and you're like, oh my God, right? Or are you being a little bit more, you know, you take a step back and you say like, okay, like 
I'm going to be a critical thinker here. I know that they like to beat me with the headline. Let me see if the article really says what I think it says. And just getting your kids to be the same way to think about that stuff um, and to always be questioning, like, what are what am I trying? What are they trying to sell me here? Because we know that's what social media is. It's trying to keep their claws in you so that you stay engaged in the platform. Um, and I think that's important. And I think uh, one of the, the biggest things for me, at least as a parent, I really, really like what you said. Thank you. Um, Sorry. No, just for me as a parent, this is like a, a huge one for me. This is something we do in our own home. Um, and I think this is like really, really key is kids don't know how to gauge their time on social media. They don't have that impulse control. Adults, by the way, we don't have it either. We're, we're really bad at like extracting ourselves from our phones and our devices. So you sure. really need to be with them collaboratively, right? Saying like, hey, social media is great and it's fun and it can be relaxing and it can be great. But like, we also know it can be so addictive. And so I want to help you to like, to manage your time on it better. So should we put, you know, something on your phone that like it kicks you off of Instagram or TikTok or whatever after a certain amount of time? Like, what do you think about that? And how much time do you think you would need on Instagram per day, realistically? What do you think is good for you? So working as a team with your child to put limits on their device usage is so important. Again, not because hours on Instagram are bad for them, right? I told you there was that study that said really only seven minutes is how long it takes for someone to feel terrible about themselves. But just even giving them like this opportunity to like unplug and not be on the device all day long and to even just be mindful of like, yes, I know that like, I don't want to be on this constantly. Like I, I should have time limits and I should be aware of how I feel when I'm on here. And again, even we as adults need those apps on our phones that shut us off and don't let us yep. use them. And right. When we had WhatsApp was out for five hours, a couple of weeks ago on Monday, like we, everyone was kind of like, what do I do with myself? Like, holy moly. Right. And either you were super productive or you just kept refreshing and waiting for it to come back on. Right. Like it's hard for us, even as adults. So I'm right. we were not which one. Right. Or maybe you were a combination of both productive yeah. kept checking in. Right. But kids, they don't have that mature brain. They don't have that ability, you know, to learn to gauge themselves, to learn to kind of, you know, control themselves, to learn to be like, you know what, I really need to get off of this. So they're going to need your support and your help. And again, not your control, your support and your help. And that's why I say it should be collaborative. How long do you think like realistically is good for you to be on social media? Like let's put that app on the phone that kicks you off, you know, and then let's figure out what you'll do afterwards. I think that's really important. And coming from a place of like, I care about you and I, and I want you to like, you know, be in a good space, not like social media is bad and stay off because the psychologist lady said it was terrible, like not at all, you know? Yes, that's going to go down a tree. The psychologist lady said that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, really like what you said about diversifying because I think a lot of times we get, you know, or we get or we give the message that like, you know, it's bad for you and it's bad for your mental health. And, the, you know, the beauty industry wants to just sell you products and Instagram wants to sell you products and, you know, TikTok or whatever. And, and it's just showing you people that aren't real. But I think, and let's be honest, you know, there's a reason why all those things are so successful. Yeah. Right. And to just say, don't do it. It's, it's you could say it, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. And, um, but when you say diversify, you know, I think that's, that's a message that we can, and, and our kids can hear a little bit more. Like, don't, don't you, you know, you really love watching or, or, you know, following this person. Okay. But balance that out with, with things that are going to make you feel good and things that are going to impact your life in, in a good way. 
I'm not sure how I feel about what you said about it comes down to us as parents. <laughs> I'd much rather you 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 have said, oh, tell your kids to do X, Y, Z. But you know what? The truth is, Facebook is 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 a very successful company because they know how to keep us on the apps, right? So 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 yes, it does it does come back to us as well. If there was one kind of lie or one kind of myth that you wanted to dispel about social media about you know you know kids and social media or or anything about social media use what would it be a lie about social media um i guess i guess the thing that i hear the most often is that like social media is like the root of all our problems right um, and it's the reason that we feel terrible and that we're unhappy and whatever. And while I think there is some truth to that, that social media definitely can contribute to our unhappiness and to our kids' unhappiness and to so many of the issues we have in our lives, at the end of the day, and I think this is so important, and that's what I'm saying we should teach our kids, we have the control to put down that device. We have the control to put the app on the phone that shuts down the 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 app that we're on. We have the ability to make the choice to say there's going to be in our house, no phone times. So at dinner, we don't use the phone. You know, when we're out with the family, we don't use the phone. When we're at a family, you know, celebration, if you're the bar mitzvah or the wedding, we don't take out the phone unless it's to take a picture that we have to, as the adults, as the parents, as the whoever have to say, like, there's a time and a place. And so it's easy to kind of blame all our problems on social media. Um, but again, I say, you know, but it's also our responsibility to like, learn how to use it in a way that it is actually not so harmful because like I started, I said, social media is not all bad. It can be the most incredible tool. Like we have done incredible things because of social media. We connect with, I'm connected with you because of social media, right? Like I've made some amazing friends. I've been able to educate in places that I never would have been. And, and I've learned things that I've never heard about or knew about because of social media. So there's so many fantastic things, but when we kind of are like, it's all bad. And like, there should be like, no kids should not be on social media and forget it. And I just think that's unrealistic. And, and we're actually setting ourselves up for problems because this is part of our lives now. And instead of saying like, you know, nothing, zero, we're not letting, we should say, let's learn how to use it in a responsible, safe way. Um, so I think that's kind of the lie of like, it's all bad and kids shouldn't use it at all. No, kids should have access to it because they're going to, but in stages, responsible stages with your guidance, with your oversight and teaching them the right way to use it. I think that's really important. Uh, yeah, I love it what you said as well, as well especially for me, like, I, I, you know, I use social media and I use social media, honest, honest, you know, honest, um, um, I use it too much, right, I'm on it too much, but when it comes to Shabbat, I'm able to switch off, right, so it's very easy for me, I'm able to switch off and my whole family is able to switch off, so it's very easy to blame social media, oh, I'm wasting my time because of social media, but as you said, I'm the one that's in control of it, right, and we do have much more control over social media than we like to give ourselves credit to and you know if I'm able to switch it off for Shabbat which is an incredible like gift for me that 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 25 hours without social media and the most disappointing thing always is when you switch on the phone after Shabbat and you're right. like I've been off for 25 hours the whole world's going to be clamoring for me and no one cares you know they've all just managed fine without you um, yeah. but again it goes to show that we have that 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 capability and that and and 
we have the responsibility we have the, we're in charge really and I think if I have to sum up like the two truths and the lie about social media and I think you've given us way more than two truths and a lie and and I really encourage people to to listen to this podcast again because you gave us so many good tips I think two of the things that you you've you've taught us is it's about, it's about teaching our kids to use it responsibly right one of the one of the great ideas you gave was about diversifying um diversifying our our feed, our feed you know being responsible for, for how often we are on it and and i think you know the lie that you said which is true is like it's not social media that's bad it's how we kind of choose to use it and it's a very powerful thing to teach um our kids, thank you. I, I really, really appreciate your time, Rachel, and your wisdom. You've given us such incredible insights and tools to, to help um, our kids navigate the world of, of social media. Thank you. I just, I do want to add also that, you know, they put parental controls on these apps. And I think a lot of the time parents will like put those controls in and they're like, all right, like we're good now. Like I don't have to, you know, like check in at all. But I say like the parental controls are just one layer of protection. And so, yes, you want to talk to your kids about privacy and about not accepting people they don't know as friends on these things. And, you know, that they use devices in public, in, in open spaces in your house, not alone in their room with the door closed and the lights are always on. And, you know, we want to kind of emphasize all that. But at the end of the day, you know, the parental controls, like I said, are, are one teeny piece and all those other right. things. Like, hey, if you're on your iPad or your whatever, like, let's do it here in the den not upstairs in your room alone in the dark at night, right? Because again, we also know from research that when kids or adults, when anyone is in a dark room alone, they tend to be less inhibited and will act in ways online that they wouldn't typically act if they were like with people around and if there's lights on. Um, and they've shown that people, even if they put a hood over their head, that they'll act in ways that they wouldn't typically, because I guess they kind of feel more hidden and be a little bit more sinister or, or you know, kind of act out of character. Um, so yeah, parental controls are just one tiny piece, but really the, the main piece and that I think is, is the more important piece is open communication, constant communication, right? It's not a one-time conversation of like, okay, here's what it looks like to like behave responsibly online and like, good luck kid. No, constantly talking about it, constantly like being open to to allowing your child to have these discussions and not being judgmental. So if they come to you and they're like, oh, I follow this celebrity, you're not like, oh, what a loot. You follow her? Ew. She, no, like, oh, okay. What do you like about her? Oh, she has great music. Even if you think the music is ridiculous or you can't stand this, you are whatever you are interested in, I want to be interested in because it matters to you. So it matters to me. And when we facilitate that open, honest, non-judgmental discussion, our kids will share with us what they're doing online. And that is preventative. And that teaches them how to engage so you know responsibly. And then if there ever anything does come up, they are more likely to come to you because you've created this environment of like, you can talk to me about stuff. Like I'm here and and I want to listen and I'm interested and I want to help and I and I want you to be happy. And I think that's really super important. So yes, parental controls, those privacy settings, but like talk about why that's important and keep checking in with them. Um, that's really key. As you say, it's, 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 it's ongoing communication, right? It's not like this one thought, but it's, it's a constant communication. Yeah, Thank there's you. no such thing as a, a one-time discussion in parenting. That's what I say. Yeah. Nope, there isn't, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you, really. This was so valuable. So many, so, so many nuggets of, of wisdom in here. Really, really appreciate your time, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. You can get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram. It's Gilla Ross. And please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Thank you for your time and have a wonderful day.